This is GKW. Welcome to another edition of Good Karma Wrestling. I'm Gabe Neitzel from ESPN Milwaukee. With me, as always, we have from ESPN West Palm, Brian Rowitz. And you can catch him on ESPN 1000 in Chicago, Jonathan Hood. There are a lot of things that have happened in the WWE um, in, in really the past 24 hours, the past week as a whole. So to try to like encapsulate it all the best that we can, we're going to start this week with a very simple question. Is WWE in a better spot today than they were 365 days ago. Yes, Roman Reigns was still your champion. Yes, Gunther was still your international, your intercontinental champion. But is WWE in a better spot today than they were a year ago? Uh, I would say that they are not as far as the in-ring because it's a double-edged sword. For us as viewers, in-ring, it was Triple H for a little bit and then Vince McMahon st uh, stuck his beak back into creative. And you could tell, even based on Monday Night Raw, if you ever see a little man versus big man match, that's Vince McMahon writing that. We saw two of those on Monday Night Raw. Now, it's not like to say that Vince is washed and can't do anything, but it just is his old philosophy continues to be in, uh, in the creative business. When Triple H was running things, we liked it because it felt different. And there's some things that Triple H didn't do well also for his time that it was really him. But I just think in ring, I think it's been fine. It's been steady. Now, as far as business is concerned, of course, we know from a business standpoint, bro, it's everything's going well. They have full autonomy on what they want to do with their television. You know, they can put it at different places. This whole deal with TKL means more money for Vince and more money for the WWE. Uh, and so from that standpoint, that's great. The in-ring is kind of flat, quite frankly. So I think you're kind of standing still. 365 to today. I think you're standing still in some spots. See, I think we need to look at both sides of it. I think from a business perspective, yeah, they're doing great. There's a TV deal. SmackDown's going to USA. They made a bunch of money off of that. They'll make a bunch of money off of Raw. So from the top, from the Vince McMahon to the world, yeah, business is booming. From our standpoint as wrestling fans, it feels like it's a step back. I think back to SummerSlam of last year and how excited the three of us were about how fresh it was. And they did you know, the ring spot and everything with Brock and Roman which had become sort of tired, but they had new life in that feud even, which I didn't think was possible. And now I'm at the point where I feel like I was before Triple H took over, where it's like, do I want to watch three hours of Raw? I'm going to hit the fast-forward button a lot. And SmackDown has its highlights, but it's sort of directionless. And we're seeing rematches over and over again. So a year ago, I think WWE was in a great spot. I don't feel that way anymore with them. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the releases today. And look, most of the people that were released, I mean, we haven't seen on television in God knows how long, right? right? I, I, when was the last time we saw Emma on TV? Random backstages here and there, maybe? Right. I, I, can't, I can't tell you the last time I saw Dolph Ziggler. Honestly, I thought Aaliyah was already released. <laughs> like, that's how long it's been since we've seen her on television, right? Mustafa so, Ali did have a North American title match uh, next Saturday. Not sure how they're going to work their way out of that one. Yeah, so, it, exactly. Ali, Ali had been, you know, at least featured on television. But like, I can understand if you release wrestlers. Like, we, we've had the conversation with AEW when we were down for StarCast, you know, and, and we saw um, – um, why am I blanking on the name of who we saw, who whose contract just came to an end um, at StarCast from oh, AEW. Sunny Kiss. Sunny Kiss, yeah. So, I mean, if your contract comes to an end and you kind of took a look at the roster and you go, oh, we're full, whatever. You know, th these these things happen everywhere. But 
if you're releasing everyone today that you are for budget cuts, like, no, you can't, you can't sell me that BS because you're announcing this new big TV deal for SmackDown. You're presumably going to get even more for Monday Night Raw. So your TV revenues are up. Your, your revenues elsewhere with TKO Holdings, that's supposed to bring everything up. So I don't understand why you're releasing these people. I, I understand some of the, and not that it doesn't suck for those people, but I understand some of the letting go of some people behind the scenes, you know, like the, more people that obviously we don't know, you know, by just being wrestling fans, because well, when you merge with another company, there's going to be overlapping jobs. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure UFC had to let go or, you know, there, there's, there's some overlap there. So I'm sure both sides lost some pretty good people because, well, you're now one company, you don't need, X amount of accountants and you don't need X amount of, you know, other backstage or, or office people. You're, you're cutting, you're cutting the duplicity in that spot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, but I, I guess just the optics of, Hey, we've got this great new SmackDown TV <laughs> deal. We're making more money and saying deuces to a bunch of your roster. Like I, it's just always a bad look. And look, I mean, we're not going to focus on it any other day than today. And we're not going to miss a lot of these people. Cause as I mentioned, they're not going to be on television. It stinks for them, and it just doesn't sit right with me. And it's been a while since we've had one of these days in WWE, yeah. right? Like, it's been a while since we have these mass layoffs on the talent side. So that makes me not hopeful for the future. And as far as this question goes, if, if I'm not sitting here feeling optimistic about the future, then a year ago I was. So I would say WWE is not in a better spot than they were a year ago in my mind. We should go through the names of those that have been released as far as our, our recording here. Dolph Ziggler, Shelton Benjamin, Elias, Emma, Mustafa Ali, Rick Boogs, uh, Aaliyah, and Top Dollar. And there will be some NXT releases. Uh, Riddick uh, we'll Moss keep our as eyes well. On that. Uh, and, R and Riddick Moss as well. Yeah, so, okay, so it's, it's interesting to me every time we go through this when there's releases, when you see how much money WWE is making, like you don't have right. to cut anybody. Let's mm -mm. Make, we've said this before on the show, but it needs to be said again. You don't have to cut anybody. You could actually be able to find creative on with these people to be able to do something on Raw, SmackDown, main event, NXT, what, uh, you know, whatever, right? You could find something. But I think that what's interesting to me, guys, when we go through that list, the Emmas, the uh, Rick Boogs, the Aaliyahs, the Top Dollars, the uh, play, uh, people like that, you know what stands out to me about that? Those are Triple H hires. You notice that? Like yep. some of those are, hey, we need to fill out the roster. We need someone quality like Emma to be able to step in there. Hey, you're not going to be WWE champion, but we just need to be able to fill out for the house shows someone that could be able to fill out our roster. But, but very interesting. The people that Triple H brought in, Vince says, no, I told you, damn it, get rid of them. So they got fired twice in this company. That's bullshit. That should not happen, guys. That's not right, especially when you're making money hand over fist. You're part of TKO. Right. You got new TV. You don't have to fire anybody when you're making money like this. And, and to Rhodes' point about Raw, like, I mean, cut, cut, some, cut some replays and put some of these people on television. Right. Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, if you can, if, if, if literally, if you cut down all the replays and the times they said earlier tonight on Raw, like, you could have a tag team match. You could have another match. You could have more creative for these people. Like, I mean, they actually had a direction for Rick Boogs and Elias once upon a time. Uh -huh. I still can't believe they couldn't find anything for Emma slash Tennille Dashwood. Like, 
she's super she's so good she is so talented and we we can't come up with literally anything for her like we're 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 just alive though like it's vince mcmahon we're talking about and while he might not be the top of the food chain anymore we know he's got power and influence there the tv deal announced that he's one more billion dollars they're reporting profits every single quarter they're taking saudi arabia money they don't care. Like, they just move on. They know people are still going to show up. They know that the casual fan, the family say, oh, WWE, I know them. I'm going to go see them. And they don't even notice stuff like this. Like, it does not matter to them. It's so unfortunate, though. Emma's per- a perfect example. Emma's like, oh, my God, there's going to be a pay-per-view in Australia. Oh, I just got cut. 20 I minutes mean, later. It, it, it was right there for her, by the way. Yes. She, I mean, in Australia, next year, they're going to have a big event. She's from Australia. It would have been great. No, nope, not going to happen now. Yeah. Not going to happen now. It, within a 20-minute span, she tweeted and then was gone. Yeah, it could have been Emma against Mommy <laughs> at the top of the card, right? Yeah. <laughs> you could have like, you could have easily... At the top of the card from, uh, you know, from Judgment Day. Not happening now. <laughs> easily you could have pulled that off. And, and here's the thing about the TV deal that they announced. $1.4 billion is great. Monetarily, it's great. I, I have had concerns about other sports leagues kind of and some of the TV deals that they have. For example, I'm questioning the NFL putting a playoff game on Peacock, like exclusively on Peacock. Like the great thing about the NFL and the reason in what one of the reasons the NFL is king in this country is because the access level to the NFL and consuming their product is so easy. It is so easy. It's tougher in the world of basketball, in the world of baseball, because, well, I mean, yes, there's more games, but then you bring in the Bally Sportses of the world, the, you know, and, and they're on so, like baseball games, like baseball playoff games are going to be on MLB Network and TBS and ESPN. And like, they're going to be on all these different networks and you're going to go, oh crap, what? It's going to take you a while to kind of find this, right? It takes it a while. The, the, the entry for bar- the barrier of entry and people are willing to give up on things super easily. Oh, I can't find it. I'll watch something else because you have so many other options. So in some of the stuff I've read today about the future of Monday Night Raw, your flagship show, that they're willing to move it off of Mondays, which I, I, I get because you're going up against the NFL, you know, 18 weeks out of the year, and that's tough. And the other thing was, and maybe they'd be open to a streamer. I think that's a mistake. SmackDown right now is awesome because it's on Fox. Like it, it legitimizes your product because you're on Fox. You're on you're on one of the big broadcast networks. You don't need cable. You don't need anything. All you need is a pair of bunny ears, and you can watch Friday Night SmackDown every week. If you put it on a streamer, like you're now making the process to watch your product that much difficult, more difficult, and you want to make it today easy. And I, I understand streaming is the way we're going, but I. I just don't I think that's a mistake. I think streaming streaming is easy for things on demand, right? Like if you want to watch a series that's out, whatever on Netflix, you know, and, and like wrestlers. Like wrestlers is a perfect example, the story of OVW that's on, on Netflix right now. But if you want to watch live sports, like how many times has somebody had their favorite baseball team play on Apple TV Plus on a Friday night this year and went, man, I can skip it. You know, like in my mind, if you end up on Amazon or Apple TV Plus or ESPN Plus, you're doing yourself a disservice with your flagship show 
because it's going to be harder for people to consume your product on a week-to-week basis. I, I would agree with that. However, Good Karma is one of those uh, industry leaders as far as looking at the future, as you well know, Gabe, as that we look in the future of streaming uh, over traditional way to be able to consume content. Um, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I would say that when you see what the WWE is doing, if Amazon says, I want Monday Night Raw for three hours and we're going to pay more than what NBC Universal was going to pay for it, you know Vince is going to go for it, right? I mean, because you, he goes by the almighty dollar. You are cutting off a major part of your audience, though, and here's how I know. Thursday Night Football is a perfect example. I see those numbers. Mm-hmm. I think the last game they had was $12 million. That's not what you get on Fox or CBS. <laughs> and see, those numbers are high. Those are that's a those are big moon landing numbers on the other networks for Amazon for Al and and Herb Street. It's not as many people. They think they're doing something. They're growing, bro. It's but still, it's a large uh, a percentage of people that are not watching because it's on Amazon and people are not willing to pay an extra tier for that. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I on a Thursday night, like I have Prime, but like to go to a different app and do this and that, like if it's not my team, there's plenty of time. They're like, I'm good. Like I don't need to watch that game. I could see myself doing that on a Monday night. Like, oh, if, if it's a subscription I didn't have, like, would you pay extra to watch Raw every week? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you crazy? SmackDown's the leader anyway for the last yeah. five years. SmackDown's been yeah. a better show for five well, years at least. Well, and, well, I mean, other than it being two hours, it's yeah. the premiere show of WWE because, again, I go back to it's on Fox. Like, the, the one thing that network television still has for it going for it is again, live sports. People want to consume those live events live as they happen. And maybe that's what Amazon's hoping to drive more subscribers or Apple TV plus whoever ends up with Monday night raw. But either way, I I just don't think that ABC, well, NBC already has the deal, right? So I don't see, and and presumably Fox isn't going to pay more for raw if they didn't want to pay more for SmackDown. So we're down to ABC and CBS. CBS is the station for old people, so I don't see them spending money on, on hey. WWE. <laughs> well, I mean, have you seen the numbers for NCIS? They do great 60-plus. Yeah, but you know when the Chargers are down seven and it's no interception, you can always depend on 60 minutes after that. <laughs> Except on the West Coast. Since Philip Rivers was the quarterback. <laughs> Except on the West Coast. <laughs> so long, everybody. <laughs> That's that's the that's one of my big jokes but, of like with Philip Rivers was oh god it just it was like a movie right you'd be uh-huh. down ten they cut it to seven and it's like okay forty five seconds left and Rivers throws interception and now to sixty minutes except <laughs> on the West Coast so except long on everybody the West Coast. but yeah so I I don't see WWE being on network television I guess unless the CW does something crazy like which which remains to be a possibility. But I don't see the CW spending the type of money or even having the type of money that the WWE is looking to obtain for the rights for their flagship show. No, so they've already been on CW. That's SmackDown's already been on CW yeah. years ago. Yeah. UPN. But yeah. Shout out to UPN. WB. <laughs> All of it. But would that be yeah. the wake-up call to them? Because they don't have to face that anymore. Like, they don't have suffering pay-per-view buys because everyone has, you know, a $10 a month Peacock account. So you just watch pay-per-views. Like, you're getting raw for free. You know, obviously, there's cord cutters and things like that. But would that be the wake-up call saying, hey, we're going to Prime? The majority of the audience goes, well, I don't want to spend $10 a month to watch Judgment Day versus Cody and Sammy for, a, you know, 40th month in a row. Like, 
Could that be a wake-up call? No. Yeah, because they're getting the money regardless. Like, the WWE has made the decision that what they care about the most, and look, they're a business. They're a publicly mm-hmm. traded company. I get it. I understand why. I'm not dumb. But it's disappointing as a wrestling fan. But all they care about is getting that money. They don't, they don't the care same, about the ease of access. Yeah. At the same time, though, uh, okay, so if there is no more Monday Night Raw and it moves to a different night, a different network, this is where AEW can be able to eat. Like, they can go right to Monday Night and be able to fill that bill. Same audience, same numbers, no. But the point is, though, Monday Night Wrestling has been hot uh, for a long, long time, going back to well, the early 90s. And so if I'm but a... But the NFL like wasn't what it was today back then. No, but you gotta, but you got to fill that bill. you got to get in. And again, it's 17 weeks. It's the fall. You're not going to win anyway. But mm-hmm. there, what about the other months? What, what, what about January through August? You still have to be able to put some programming out there, especially as television changes. I mean, so... Sure. It's a it's a long it's a really long conversation, guys. But what I what I, I guess my bottom line is is that things are changing. Where the only thing that's holding up CBS, NBC, ABC, and Fox is live sports. What we do every day is the only thing mm-hmm. that's holding up. There is no one show that says, "Well, you got to watch this episode of Mash. Got to watch this Dallas boy. You got to." I mean, it's not you know got to watch who's the boss, Mona, Jonathan. Where are you guys? It's not you're not watching Tony Danza anymore. So I just think that. This is actually going uh, from the SmackDown side of things, based on everything we read, they're going to stay in the NBC Universal uh, family and they're going to be on USA. Yeah. Raw, if it's on Amazon, I have Amazon Prime, but I don't think I'm, I can spend three hours every single week because I can't. Because once you get locked in on Amazon Prime, you can't click on anything else. Correct. You're stuck on that thing for three hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the Thursday night football package. You, yep. You're used to clicking, and it's like, ah, uh, I had to go go in and out of it to get back <laughs> into the to the game. It's so weird. So, but but I, but, bro, you shake your head. But if you are AEW, you have an open night because sure. Saturday nights is good, but Monday nights is better. No, I agree. With yeah, that. I, I would go. I would go Monday and Wednesday versus Wednesday and Saturday. I'd move Collision to Monday night. I'd be fine with that. That makes more sense. Yeah, there's an open because you keep you keep you yeah you keep your flagship show like you're telling me. I mean, because again, you're running the same. We're seeing the same issues with the numbers or whatever. And clearly, they knew this going in, right? Like, yeah. I can't. The people that complain a lot, like, oh, like look at these terrible numbers for Collision. Well, like, you're telling me these smart <laughs> television executives didn't factor in that they're going up against college football. They're fine with whatever the number is, right? <laughs> like, again, care. we've been over this. Yes. They don't care. They're not like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're not doing great numbers against college football. What is <laughs> like, nobody's nobody's doing that, right? Like, Warner Brothers Discovery knew what they were getting themselves into and they decided to open up a Saturday night show. But I think they would do much better on Monday nights in terms of drawing an audience and growing their business and growing as a company than they would on Saturday nights. Yeah. Yes. I, yes, I agree. And plus, that makes it easier for when you want to do pay-per-views. You don't have to move Collision to Friday nights. That's right. <laughs> All right, a lot going on there, and I'm sure there's plenty more that's going to unfold in the WWE landscape going forward. Again, because this is only one half of it. And, oh, by the way, they're also going to do four primetime specials on NBC, on big NBC, as part of this deal for SmackDown. But, well... We'll monitor the situation, and certainly we'll talk about it whenever we can here on GKW, wherever Monday Night Raw lands. All right, nothing else really is going to 
be as important, I think, as that. But we still have three other important stories we want to talk about in the world of professional wrestling. Maybe most of it in-ring and some of the things that have happened on television. We like to call it the three count. Ryan, what do we got at number one? Well, it was pretty important Friday night. A surprise return on SmackDown of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. First time in WWE since 2019. First time in 10 years on SmackDown. The Rock also revealing with Pat McAfee that he was set to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 39. That fell through. He said he's open to WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia. So, guys, what would you rather see at Mania? Cody versus Roman or Rock versus Roman? Yeah, Rock versus Roman. Let's move on. <laughs> but the story, the story. You yeah, finish it's, it. it's it's not even close. It's not even close. Like, did you see? So, I I was disappointed that I could not watch SmackDown live. Yeah, and enough. I yeah I, I Friday night responsibilities at ESPN Milwaukee. So I you know had to see this the clips. But when I went back and watched it, I came home and I watched it right away. And like once I saw Pat McAfee come out. Like you, you kind of had, if, if you were in the arena, my guess is you had an anticipation because if you were paying attention to the media landscape at all on Friday, you saw that the rock was in the same place that Pat McAfee was an hour away from Denver on Friday. Cause the rock was making his rounds, right? He was on first take. He was on with McAfee and there's no way Dwayne, the one of the smartest marketing human beings on this planet was going to allow Pat McAfee to show up on SmackDown and him not be there. That being said, holy shit, did those people lose their minds? Understandably so. Like, it, you, you think you he's, I mean, you think, and, and they had some energy for Cena when Cena came out later. Sure. But like, The Rock and Stone Cold are like the last two true superstars of professional wrestling. Over and, 100 million views uh, on their social media. So doing quite well in the few days like, since then. Yeah, so do I want to see a retread of last year's Mania that we were all kind of... I mean, it was good, but it, it didn't live up maybe to the hype. Or do we want to see something different with Rock Roman? I'm, I'm, in, I'm all in on, on The Rock um, just because I want to see more pops like that. Yeah, uh, Cody has a long time to finish the story. The story doesn't have to be a quick book. It doesn't have to be a thin book. The story could be way down the line. Uh, more in peace. Though- uh, yeah, I mean, so everybody wants to see Rock versus Roman, guys. That's what you want to see. Yep. I mean, everybody wants to see that. Every, because Rock is a star and Roman is a star, people want to see that. That's no shade at Cody. Absolutely not. I had a, a several friends that were there in Denver. I got friends, like, all over the country just to go to events just in case. Uh, but, no, I had a friend of mine. Strategically placed yeah. in wrestling markets yeah. across the country. That's right. I just have friends just in certain <laughs> just certain arenas around the country. I just happened wow. to have a friend of mine uh, that was uh, JB that was uh, in Denver. And I texted him. He was in the arena. I go, so I said, what's the, the atmosphere like? He goes, it is bananas. He goes, I can't hear myself think. As soon as The Rock came out, he goes, I haven't seen anything like that. And, and God bless you, Denver, that you're able to be spoiled. You get Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, and the whole hype over Colorado. And you get SmackDown uh, in Denver. And again, it's SmackDown in Denver. It's a medium-sized market. You're not supposed to be able to get like big stuff that you get in, in L.A., New York, Chicago, Miami, Dallas. They, 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 no. You get it in Denver, and they got spoiled, man. They got the rock. It's unbelievable. He goes, he said, I couldn't hear myself think. He said the, the ovation was just amazing. Uh, and also L.A. Knight was a close second, he said, uh, that it was on SmackDown as well. So 
I was just happy. And The Rock, he should be used to this, but he put on social media. Like, I guess he hadn't been cheered like that in a while. He yeah, hadn't now. felt goosebumps like that in a while, which tells me that he's itching to get back. And hopefully that'll be the case at WrestleMania. How is that yeah. not addicting? How is right. it not addicting? <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. For them to not spoil that beforehand, like, yeah, to your point, Gabe, I remember seeing a tweet like, oh, The Rock's on McAfee's, we're SmackDown it today. And, like, I honestly thought it was a typo. Like, I had no idea where SmackDown was that night. So I thought someone was just aggregating and just assuming wrestling was in town well, and not realizing The Rock well, wasn't part of it. It's like 45 minutes to an hour away, right? Like, okay. so if they didn't show up, it wouldn't have been a big deal, right? Because, again, McAfee is one of the most busy people in all of media. Right. But once McAfee showed up, like, if I was in that arena, I, I don't know, Hood, did you have a chance to watch it live? I don't know if you were watching it live. Yeah, Friday I night. went out afterwards, but I did watch it live seven, seven did, to nine. It was amazing. Did When McAfee came out, did you have an inkling that maybe Dwayne was going to follow? I did not. I did not. I just thought it was like McAfee was in town for college game day. And because Michael Cole loves him, oh, there he goes. There's, there's Pat McAfee. I had no idea. Didn't read anything about it. He just came out of nowhere. So, no, I had no inkling that Rock or anyone else would show up. But before his music hit, you knew he was coming out, right? Because that, that was the biggest get Because you know, he's like, this is the people's show. And do you know what that means? Like, there was like a three-second pause. Yes. Where right I that line. Yes. Yeah. After that line, if yeah. I'm in the arena, like I'm already going nuts. Like you, you just gave <laughs> yeah. it away. Like you just gave it away. The, I, I am hearing the just rock's music. Just put it this way: the, the segment was going nowhere. Until... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, that's it. When I saw it on social, because I agree with you, Gabe, like having other stuff Friday night, like I was spoiled beforehand. I had to do a double take. I was like, wait, like is that the Rock? Like on SmackDown? Like it's just so surreal to still see him show up in those situations. And after you see that, after you see the numbers, they're addicted also from a Vince standpoint, this is going to be mania. Like, sorry, Cody, but it's not going to be Philadelphia unless they somehow do night one, night two Roman defending, but it's the rock no. main event. If he wants it at this point. No, like, and again, like, like, okay. So the knock on Cody is that he's not the rock. Like that's not a knock, you know, like sure. that's, that's yeah. like, that's like me criticizing Jordan love for not being Brett Favre in right. here in Wisconsin. <laughs> like, okay. Like you can still be really good. You're just not, you know, this guy. So it's, yeah, that's, that's what I want to see. But in, in Cody is still the biggest baby face day to day for WWE, which is great. But I think even Cody understands if you have a chance at the rock, like, you have to do it. Like, there's right. just no, there's no debate. Like, Rock versus Roman, it's it's the home run if you can pull it off. Especially because we like our round numbers. So the, the way he hinted, you you mentioned it earlier, Brian, about how it kind of fell through at 39. But he also went on to say, well, if we're going to do this, let's make it really special. And we know we like the round numbers, right? So WrestleMania 40, 4-0, we get that nice round number. Celebrate WrestleMania 40 with the Rock main eventing once again. I was surprised that he said something like that, saying that like 39 fell through. Because like in that moment, I was like, oh, is he ruining a surprise here? And then ultimately, he has a surprise later that night that no one saw coming. But him being so open, and you know, we'll see what happens with the writer strike, and obviously his schedule will play a big part of that. But like you said, that addiction, like having that feeling on Friday, and somehow having self doubt is still insane. Like. You're the rock, for God's sake. Like, of course they're going to pop for you. Like, he's going to want it. And for Roman, like, 
it's something fresh. It's something different. And honestly, like he's earned this opportunity. Well, yeah, if, if you're the rock, like I under having, I understand having some of those doubts when it comes to maybe the movies you make, because sure. not every movie he's made has obviously been a home run, right? Like he's sure. still making good movies. Some of them have been panned critically, whatever. But like, we, we just saw Cena come back, man. Like right. Cena, Cena, the crowd treated Cena a lot differently than they treated you. And they're going crazy for John when he returns. Can you imagine Dwayne, what happens when you come back? Like, right. It, it's, but it, it has to be, my guess is they'll have something. Again, it's been a while since we've seen Dwayne come through that crowd. And to see the crowd reaction, to see the social media numbers, and knowing, as we talked about in the previous segment, Hood, mm-hmm. knowing that Vince is back in charge, there's not a number you can throw in. And you know what? Maybe some of the releases were today were clearing the deck so you can pay Dwayne whatever you have to pay Dwayne. Like, who knows? <laughs> yeah. But I have, but at this point, it's going to be a major disappointment if it's not Rock Roman at WrestleMania 40. I think that uh, he has time to do this. I know that the strike will end at some point in Hollywood. I think that he'll have time to do this now. I think that he's given it uh, probably a, a long look and start thinking about it. He goes, yeah, that'd be great. Now, the question is, who goes over? Like, I want to see the match, but who goes over? Yeah. It has to be Roman. It has to be Roman. Rock's been involved in a couple of these, and he did 50-50 with Cena, but Hogan had him go over. He's got to have Roman go over. Sure. But does that mean Roman doesn't lose the title at Mania? Yeah, Eventually? He can lose it whenever, yeah. Well, He he can lose it, have him drop it at SummerSlam. I don't care. It's a doubleheader then. Then Roman beats Rock, and then Cody beats Roman. Yes. I think that works. You do it that way, back-to-back nights. Yeah, unless, unless we get something like last night where, you know, somebody gets a concussion, you know, like that's <laughs> yeah. such a risk. Don't worry about that. That's that's such a risk to do a back-to-back, yeah. especially because those matches, like The Rock's not going out there for a quick five-minute match. Right. You know, like it's not going to be it, – it, if The Rock is coming back to main event WrestleMania – and but, but here's the other thing. Rock ain't main eventing night one. <laughs> No, Rock's, Rock's not main eventing night one. Rock is main eventing night two. He's shutting the whole show down. Like there's, if you're bringing back Dwayne, it ain't gonna be just so he can close out night one. So he's not rolling out in match one. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> if you hear, the, if you smell, oh, he's the first match he's losing. So long. Yeah. The old not, Brock spot. Uh, the old Brock spot. Not seeing it. It's <laughs> like we saw Cena this year come out for that first match against Austin Theory. Like, oh. Oh, this is this is telegraphing something. Yep. I will say we knocked him a lot, but Theory held his own with the rock in the ring. He did. He was in that punk spot. I don't mean CM Punk like in punk spot. That's what happened. Like he he served his purpose. He did not stumble. He stood up there like a man and took it. You knew it was gonna be brutal on him. You are asshole. You are like, oh, that's what they were. That's what they were saying. I couldn't hear because Fox had to cut it all out. Oh my god! I mean, <laughs> can, can you imagine? This... <laughs> can you imagine executive at Fox going, "What the hell are they doing to my network?" And then they bring it back up in the backstage. I and know. Like, censored again. Like, what are you guys doing? I know. Gosh. It's Dwayne. I understand, but if Vince is there, he would been apoplectic. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, like, this is why they've had scripts for years. What are you going to say, pal? 
<laughs> Run it over with me. Say it again. All right, good. Do that. I mean, come on, man. That, that's the first time I watched a SmackDown show, and I thought I was watching AEW Dynamite. <laughs> are you kidding me? You are an asshole on SmackDown on Fox? Uh-huh. Holy smokes. You can't do that. In the first hour also, he did, not he even late. twice. <laughs> twice. He's like, oh, all right, now let's let's flip it around. Let's have this side of the arena calling you an asshole. <laughs> I mean, this is not a house show. Do you see these cameras? <laughs> that director on the floor you can't be doing that i don't care you are <laughs> yes again it's rock who's going to tell Dwayne no that was Fair. amazing that was amazing <laughs> amazing television it really was and of course people were searching all th- friday someone please give me the international feed give me the international <laughs> feed where they don't they don't bleep stuff out i love that like here's the one from france here's the spanish announce team you know like like okay thank you i got the clear version of what they were saying. It's great. Awesome. Absolutely insane. The reaction the rock got. And again, no knock on Cody. You're just not Dwayne. Yeah. Nobody is. Nobody is. Could, okay. I'll, let me ask you this. And Cody knows that too. Oh yeah. Yeah. If, cause, cause we, we have seen stone cold more recently, but we also knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. with the way that they built it up for WrestleMania. If the glass shattered instead of if you smell, is it as, as, is it as big or a bigger reaction? As big. Cause as you mentioned, the two biggest stars of that era, right? Yeah. Like the surprise factor was a part of it, right? Yes. Like the surprise yeah. factor played into people losing their minds as if Oprah just gave them a car. Right. So I would say as big. It's the it's two biggest pops. It's if your smell and the and the shattering glass. If it was the gong of the Undertaker, people would be rolling their eyes. Oh no. Here he comes. Oh no. Uh, I feel like you get there, but in the moment they react to that noise. Ah. I I agree. we've, We've seen enough. (laughs) <laughs> we see it now. Yeah, even Cena gets that pop. We gotta get. Don't forget about John. Right. He gets that pop. He doesn't. Too. He he doesn't get that pop. He gets a pop. He doesn't get that pop. When he first came came back, he got a, a quite a significant pop though. Good pop. Like, Very good I, pop. Sometimes when I want to feel alive, I go back and watch some of these giant pops and like <laughs> again, like CM Punk in Chicago. I had a buddy who was there who said it's the loudest he's literally ever heard in arena. Great. Um, in Puerto Rico with Bad Bunny, like that was that was outrageous. I think Sammy about Zane in, Sammy Zayn in Montreal. I think about like, that once a week. That 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 Bad Bunny pop. I think about that once a week. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's insane. But like these are the, with those three. With those three being some of the biggest pops that I think of. Like they're in specific spots, right? Like oh, it makes sense. Sammy Zayn in Montreal. CM Punk in Chicago. Bad Bunny in Puerto Rico. The Rock in Denver? <laughs> I know. You know, like, it's it, it just hits different because it's a random-ass city, but it's The Rock. Yeah, that's the difference. What I was do we waiting, got at number two? We'll love the Dion to be out there. Go ahead. That would have AEW World, it was Grand Slam last night from Arthur Ashe Stadium. Let's fill in the blank. Grand, Grand Slam was blank. <sighs> <laughs> I wanted to like it more than I did. Hmm. Um, I did not like the main events. I had some issues with the main events. 
Not with MJF, and, and I know I, I waxed poetically when we talked about it a lot last week um, about Samoa Joe going over. Like, I would have loved for Samoa Joe to go over. That's not what I'm disappointed about. I'm disappointed because it became like you didn't, MJF didn't leave that match looking stronger as the champion. No. Like, the, the title is still cold on, in his hands. Also, you're just applying different rules for, you know, chokeouts in the match. Like, MJF gets the one, two, three, where Joe just. You tap him once. Oh, I guess he's out. Now the match is over. Like you're inconsistent within the match itself. Correct. That's bad. Like it, it, they're just things you have to clean up in that match. Obviously, I, I, you hope John Moxley's okay because yes. that was. I mean, the the ref, the poor ref, got booed because I think he knew the match wasn't supposed to end. So. Mox doesn't move, but he's like, oh, look, he moved his shoulder. He twitched his shoulder. It's not on the mat. It's not on the mat anymore. So they had to do the spot again. You hope that Mox is okay. Um, yeah, I, I, there were there were just some I, I, Guevara and Jericho wasn't as clean as I was hoping it would be. It was fine. Um, the, the swerve at the end is good. It, it develops that story further with him being with Sammy going to the down Callis family. But I wanted to like it more. It wasn't as smooth as I was hoping the entire show would be. It was good, bro. It's, you asked the question, Grand Slam was. It was good. It was, it was, it was pretty good. And um, the reason why it wasn't great is because somehow, someway, the main event was less than on that whole card. That's weird, right? Because mm-hmm. MJF and Samoa Joe, like on the surface, I'm I'm with Gabe. I would have liked to see Samoa Joe win the championship, but it just wasn't in the cards because um, I just thought that it would be his time, but maybe it's not his time. I guess you're not going to change. They changed the number of titles on TV on a non-pay-per-view, but not that heavyweight championship. The the uh, the Moxley situation, I completely blame not on Ray Phoenix. I blame on Rick Knox, and here's why. The rule is for a referee is if a guy's not going to lift his shoulders, then you call it as a shoot. And Rick Knox had one, two, and Moxley wasn't moving. So something was wrong. That's not the finish. Looks like he might have got his shoulder up. And then the problem I also have with Ray Phoenix is, okay, so clearly there's something wrong. You got to know that. And you're going to dump him on his head again? Right. Come on, Ray. Like, like, come on. Like, maybe he doesn't know in the moment. Maybe he should have talked to the official. Like, you know, maybe a little eye contact. What's going on here? Because I know I'm not supposed to win tonight. So what's up with this, <laughs> right? And so he dumps him on his head again. One, two, three. You didn't see Ray trying to get up at that, that well, second time, did you? Rick Knox was did a horrible job and should be talked to about his officiating because you called as a shoot. Got him get his shoulder up. One, two, three. And they, a new champion. I'm happy for Ray because that's your guy for a long time. But mm-hmm. just the way it happened was just odd. Well, I, I he was the, the second the second finisher that he put on him. He made sure there was a lot of space between Mox's head and the ring the second time because the first one obviously I think is what what maybe caused the concussion. But yeah, um, but that's the weird know, thing. So. There are multiple clips going around that it might not have been even that moment. Like when Mox is walking out, the cameraman catches him in the face, and then on one of the dives, he hit his head also. So it might not have even been from that finish. I think that might be true. Yeah, that it might have not been those two spots. But e- but either way. As an official, you're supposed to find out what's going on. If that guy's not getting up, it's three. Right. Yep. And so that I just thought that that was strange. I thought that it was a great moment for Eddie. I would have loved to see Eddie in that main event mm-hmm. spot. He actually deserved yes. that. He was the first match. And when I found out that Eddie and Claudia was the first match, I go, oh, there's going to be a title change here because that's how that sure. works, right? <laughs> Ring of Honor is less than, um, than anything else in AEW. So that happened. So 
Uh, and now, of course, the highlight, guys, was Tony Storm. <laughs> yes. The illustrious Tony Storm. She was fantastic. That Multiple opening, shoes. Bro- brother, that, that, that Turner classic movie open that she has there with that black oh, it's... Holy smokes. She's but that, so good. But, but as my, my wife would say, John, you got to find value in the gray. And when she says that, she says, you got to find value in the gray. So you got to be able to do more than what you do. You got to be able to do the extra thing. So Tony Storm found value in the gray in that, okay, I'm a part of this group and I'm not getting over. So I'm just going to change my hairstyle and I'm going to develop my own character and I'm going to go with it. And guess what? A sign right there in New York. Watch out for the shoe. I mean, <laughs> that's fantastic. I, the, I like. I want to see more of the stuff she did with RJ City, like that they had on Collision on Saturday night. Like, part he did one, tweet they sit down with her again, so we have that to look forward yeah. to. Well, because it said to be continued, right? right? Like, she's she's complaining about the light in her face. This is uh-huh. an interview. That's an interrogation. <laughs> and complaining about the lamp behind. Like, it's just like it's also like it, it shouldn't it shouldn't be as good as it is, and yet she's making it so damn good. She's right. making it so good. It's, it's honestly, it's Sami Zayn levels of when Sammy was in the uh, when, when he was in the bloodline. bloodline. Like, cause yeah. the Sammy stuff shouldn't have been as good as it was. Like him saying Usi shouldn't have been on a T-shirt, but <laughs> Sami Zayn got it to be on a T-shirt. Like this stuff shouldn't be this good. And Tony Storm's getting it over. How I don't know, but it's like I can't get enough. I want to see more. I agree, and like that's the thing for me. Looking at last night, Grand Slam was. Typical AEW. Like, we had some great wrestling matches. We had some fun stories that especially if you were following the product or following the indies, so, like, the Eddie story means a little bit more. But then you also have the great cloud. Like, the Mox injury and the Adam Cole injury. Like, him running to the ring and jumps off the ramp, and you can see him limping right away. He had to go to the hospital last night. Like, there's just always a great cloud where they try to take those big steps forward, and then something brings them back down. And that's what those injuries were last night. Well, yeah, what was up with that leap? I know, I understand that was a big ramp, but I mean, you can see him clearly limping around there in that whole situation. It's like, oh my God. I mean, like, yeah. that's all you need. Like, if he's seriously injured and you got this whole tag team better than you, Bebe, going on, that's the worst. Yep. And also, from an entertainment standpoint, the Roddy stuff is getting a lot better. Like, the hospital scene, like, that was fun. <laughs> The bed, like it's the creepiest bed. As he's trying to like, go, like bring himself up a little bit. Like even Taz, like Taz had yeah. to in a commentary. It's like, what kind of hospital is he in? <laughs> They're doing old school '90s vignettes on your ass now, boy. He's in a hospital bed. This is fantastic. He's helping raise neck awareness. He's doing a good for the community. Oh. Neck awareness. Now, now that now the, those two things we just talked about that made us laugh: Tony Storm and Roderick Strong. Uh-huh. That's not typical AEW. That is no. how a how an organization evolves. Jimmy mm-hmm. Jacobs, whoever's writing that stuff, that's how an organization evolves because it just can't be match, 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 match. Because at some point we have lost track on how many five star matches that we've seen, and it's just September, right? At some mm-hmm. point, it's got to be that Roddy thing's fun, that Tony Storm thing's fun. You know, you, you've got Prince Nana dancing on the outside where people in New York are dancing with. They get to it now. So it's like it's little things like that. The wrestling's great, but you got to give me the garnish too around the meat. And that's exactly what they're starting to do now. They didn't yeah, do that I mean, for years. They're doing it now, though. No, I mean, they sprinkled it in. About the only thing I can think of that really stood out was obviously Orange Cassidy 
like before he became, you know, the, the Ricky Steamboat of his era. Um, but like, you know, when he was doing mimosa matches with Jericho yeah. and and the acclaimed with the scissoring. Like that was that's those that's about the only thing that they did. Um, well, I, and the, the debonair dinner that they did when MJF was briefly with sure. Jericho, like that was, that was funny. Like that was good. But that, that was, was a one-off. Like the Tony and the writing staff are still telling stories. Yeah. But you're also yeah. getting this comedic, you know, Adam, like you're getting those moments within it. <laughs> it's that God. It, that's so good. Like I used to be like three weeks ago, I was annoyed when I heard Adam right. and now they've turned it. Like they've somehow right. turned him screaming out, Adam. Oh, it, yeah. Again, tip of the tip of the cap to you, Mister Strong. Like I, I just gotta, you know, I gotta respect the game. Um, he was one of those. I also, he was one of those straight ahead wrestlers that would just uh-huh. just, just wrestle. But yeah. now he's got it's the most personality we've ever seen. He's never done anything like this in his career. And hats off to him because it's a different gear. I love it. I and, and again because we're wrestling fans, so we always look too much into things. I got a little excited when MJF was wearing Mets ring gear because the Mets are so bad. I thought that was telegraphing that he was going to lose. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, I got Bill, a little excited. Bill's patch, Jets patch, yeah. <laughs> Mets patch, Buffalo Sabres patch. Like, like, what? what is all this? I was, and then a Mike Piazza, I think elbow pad too. I think it was yeah. 41. Like, yeah, I saw that. I was hoping that that was the time for him to lose, but not yet. Cause they have, they're not done with the story. Him and Adam, if Adam's well, healthy. Yeah, but it's a tag match Adam's at Wrestle Dream. They announced that last night. They're defending oh. the RH tag title at Wrestle Dream. See, and that's the problem, right? Like you got to get them off of, you got to get, <laughs> that's why getting the, 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 the championship off of them isn't that we, you're having a pay-per-view. You need to be defending the championship more often on these damn pay-per-views. Yep. Like WWE's got a second one, right? Like, so with Roman taking time off, they can fall back on Seth. So they still have one of their major championships being defended. It, you got him tied up in this story. Well, the story's fine. He doesn't need the world championship. Have the world championship do something else and actually have it heat back up. That's what I'm frustrated with with AEW. Yep. Yep, and so so is Broad's kids. They're also very frustrated <laughs> about what's going on with AEW. <laughs> what do we got at number three? All right, we got Eddie Kingston. A feel-good moment last night when his first world title winning the ROH title. What else in pro wrestling? Which feel-good stories do you want to see in pro wrestling? <sighs> I have spent a lot of time trying to come up, like, and I just keep coming back to Chad Gable. Like, I just want, I want more Chad and I want Chad to have more success in as, as a singles performer. I want to see this. I want to see him be able to, whether he wins or loses against Gunther here, as, as they continue to build this feud, whether he ends up going over Gunther and and ends up being the new IC champ, but I want to see, I want to see him continue to have success and continue to climb because again, like, and, and the success story for him is like he was put down by his own damn company. Right. You know, like he had to be Shorty G. Like it, it, it started with so much promise with him and Jason Jordan and being these, you know, you know, being this, you know, blue blood tag team. Obviously, then they peel off Jason for a stupid joke that Vince thought was hilarious um, about apparently Kurt Angle liking African-American women. So wouldn't it be funny if he had a bastard child, huh? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that was stupid. And they kind of split up the tag team and Gable's and then Jason got hurt, 
you know, and now Gable's kind of been wandering and he's been able to build himself back up with the Alpha Academy. And now they're giving an opportunity to show this guy's really damn good in the ring when you give him that opportunity. So I just, I keep coming back to Chad Gable and I want to see more and more success with Chad. I want Cody Rhodes and or LA Knight to finish their story. LA Knight's been in, been a veteran for in this ring for a long time. Seen him in a lot of indies, seen him in, in Impact and all these other places. So now for him to be on this level, I hope he's successful. So I'm in the NWA. So I hope that he's successful. I, I hope that. And then for Cody, because I have a soft spot for Cody, that story, and again, whenever it is, it's fine. It should be great. But look how he took the world by the tail. You know, the WWE tickets, guys, on the road, was in, when they were in the mud. They were not selling tickets uh, for live events. Cody comes on and it just is up like 45 to 50%. When they see him know that he's on the card, that he's around and doing the uh, house shows, then people are coming to see it. So it's around eight to 9,000 people now if they know that Cody's there. So he's, he make, he's making an impact. There's no doubt. So those two in particular would be great. I mean, for me, I've given up hope, but it's still Sammy. Like, I know yeah, he's just I, a I guess I gave up hope. Eyes. Right, but, like, yeah. if that were to ever happen, him having that moment, like, that would be special. By I the way, he could, he could be this generation's Mick Foley if they, ever, yes. if they ever trusted him. I think he could be this generation's Mick Foley. By the way, with uh, Chad Gable, I know that that's a great story that you'd like to see, Gabe, but apparently that's not going to happen because if you watch Monday Night Raw, he got squashed like a bug. By uh, Bronson Reed was that the, uh, the big opponent? Bronson Reed? You know he's big, yeah. so you got to put big, big Bronson in front of Reed. Yeah, you gotta that's call him big. Vince. Yeah, big Bronson Reed, big yeah. Bill. Yeah, uh, you know we're just I my eyes don't work really well when I'm watching yeah. television, so I got to know that these guys are big. How yeah. else are you supposed it, to know that's a big man? Jeez, I'm, I mean, so in big the Intercon- hold on a second in in the Intercontinental Title picture, great match with Gunther next week, squashed in five minutes uh-huh. by someone that's barely on TV. So not just competitive match, roll up, whatever, right? No, he got his ass whooped. Uh-huh. Well, so, again, Vince is back. I said he's Shorty G, damn it. But that's the frustrating part. Like, you can go through a WWE roster and find some guys and girls say, oh, this would be special Dave we're going to moment, but they're not going to. Like, Sammy's in that boat for me now. Gargano, Xavier Woods, like, those would be special moments, but we're never going to see that stuff. Guys, when you get a chance, you got to go to uh, ESPN uh, 710 in Los Angeles. Apparently, they've come up with uh, Travis and Sliwa with their all-time wrestlers draft. Oh. So they're, they're, so they're t- taking our gimmick here. <laughs> it's it's Alan, uh, George Sedano, Travis, and Emily, apparently. And they have their all-time wrestlers draft they've done on ESPN LA. Who who went? Do you have the list in front of you? Did you? Yeah, I got it here. Who went? It? Who went? Who went number one overall? I we don't have to go through the whole thing. I just want to know who like the top picks were. Okay, so Allen takes Hulk Hogan. Uh, George Sedano takes Stone Cold. Travis Lewa takes uh, Andre the Giant at three. Emily takes The Rock. So you don't. I mean, who doesn't take The Rock first? Emily wins. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, again, taking Hulk Hogan first, like especially yeah. now we knowing what we know about Hulk. It's the rock. I mean, you definitely take the Rock first to that spot, do you not? Yes, a hundred percent. That's ridiculous. I, take, I mean, it's it's Stone Cold or the Rock, and I take the Rock. Then, then of course, there's a snake draft. So now you go to Emily with the Undertaker at five. So she goes Rock Undertaker. Then Travis takes Macho Man Randy Savage. Then Jorge takes Eddie Guerrero. 
George Sedano takes Eddie Guerrero, and Allen takes uh, Brett the Hitman Hart at eight. It always worked down here in West Palm. Always a, a Evan Cohen show special drafting yeah. wrestlers. Got the crowd going. <laughs> Eddie at seven. Eddie, oh, Eddie hey. going before Shawn Michaels is interesting, but you know here we are. Yeah, and Shawn Michaels did not make the list, so please go right ahead, sir. What's next? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I, I mean, you, you can't. I mean, this list is. You, know, it's, you don't have uh, Shawn Michaels on there. Then what are we doing? That's so. fair. All right. Do we do we see a feel good story in WWE? Because we again, you we, we you just pointed out, Brian. Like the latest one we've had is now in AEW with having the ROH World Championship on Eddie Kingston's shoulder. He's a double champion. Do we have what's what's the is Cody the closest we get? And I by don't the time they get Cody, to though. it, and by the time we get to it, is it going to be a feel good story anymore, or are we going to be sick of it? Correct. I think it's going to be that. There are no more feel-good stories in WWE besides Cody. And who who knows when he'll win the championship at this point. Like yeah. him winning the title at WrestleMania 45, like, not important anymore. Well, that that's correct. Like, th- th- I guess what we're talking about ultimately is underdog stories. Eddie Kingston right. is an mm-hmm. underdog. And mm-hmm. so that's why that story was great. He, he finally... I guess he squashed a beef with Claudio after this match. Like, hopefully this is over now because that was real. Those promos were like UFC promos. Eddie Kingston, boy, his stuff is real. It comes through the screen. Like, holy bleep. He's so intense, man. Like, he just like, okay, Eddie, you can dial it down a little bit. No, no, I'm going to fight this guy. No, (laughs) MF this guy. No, don't cut me off. Don't cut (laughs) me off. Oh, God. Okay. All right, pal. (laughs) Dial it down a little bit, but that's, I mean, but now that Vince is back, what's the feel good story besides Cody? There okay. isn't. And that's Again, it. Uh, you, you believe in that stuff. Like Darby being a world champion one day, like that's possible in that company. It is. And like, that would be a moment like in the women's division, maybe like a Willow winning the women's title one day. Like that's possible. Like we don't see that in WWE. Hell that match she had with Mercedes was a, a feel good moment. Yeah. And again, mm-hmm. That wasn't supposed to happen either. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's like Willow wins. She's like, I guess I'm the champion. <laughs> what? <laughs> Was not prepared for this at the beginning of this match. God. And yeah, oh. it's funny. The three of us, by the way, if it if it came down to an injury to an opponent, and we're diving right on there and hooking the leg. <laughs> oh like, yeah. Oh, I'm not I'm supposed to lose, but I'm gonna win tonight. That's me. The leg. That's me. Raise my <laughs> raise my damn hand. <laughs> we would dive right headlong like he's hurt off oh, lateral press. <laughs> There's also a video going around of your boy Knox uh uh during the pandemic of Alex Reynolds getting knocked out in the match and Knox just not noticing it as he lays helpless in a corner. That's so. not right because yeah. now you you're you're messing with someone's life there. Okay. Yeah. You can't you can't it's a three count and check on him to make sure that he's okay. Please. This 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 two oh it must have moved oh, the shoulder. Oh. No, he might be knocked out. How about that? Yeah. How about that? What do we have at news and notes this week, Brian? All right, we talked about it earlier. WWE, WWE talent releases today. Mustafa Ali, Elias, Emma, Top Dalla, Riddick Boss, Rick Boggs, Aaliyah, Dolph Ziggler, and Shelton Benjamin all wish their best in future endeavors. All right, Gabe. How many go to AEW? I see. I see three. What do you see? Um. All right. So I see two for sure with Dolphin Emma. 
Um, well, you're, saying, you're, you're quite you're quite the Emma fan for her to not have done anything twice in WWE. Well, I mean, I just I, I remember like again like Tennille Dashwood like when the first time she was released after after they did the Emma and Emmalina crap like and Emmalina coming soon and then like she showed up once and like we made a mistake and then but like the things that she did on the independence after that like that got her then back into WWE ROH like, Women's Champion right there yeah correct um so. Tennille Dashwood, Dolph, what are you, are you saying top dollar with a reunion? Is he a mogul affiliate? Shelton. Shelton, and someone brought this up on social today, Shelton should be part of the Blackpool Combat Club. Give me a handful of Shelton Benjamin matches in AEW and I'm happy. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, I think he might be close to 50 and can still go. Yeah, who cares? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. That just, I mean, and it's in a lot for a lot of these guys. It will just be rust. Could you imagine Dolph Ziggler against half that roster in AEW? Like the like the shorter guys. Like these, my God, he'd have classics all over the place. Agreed. Mm-hmm. That'd be exciting. Uh, Mustafa Ali, I think, should also be at uh, in AEW. If not, definitely maybe an Impact or something like that. But Ali, yeah, Ali, Ali has Impact written all over him. He, but he. Here's the thing that's weird about Vince McMahon, right? There's a lot of things. Mustafa Ali would produce his own promos and those like little vignettes. He produced those himself, and Vince was like, "Whatever you want to do, pal." Like he, like uh, usually Vince has his thumb on everything, but he liked Ali enough to be able to do his own vignettes, but not enough to get over though. But also, the guy wanted yeah. out for months, and they wouldn't give him his out. Like, no, you gotta stay here. It's like, well, now you can go. <laughs> Wow. So crazy, especially especially when you think that Kofi Mania doesn't happen unless he gets injured. Yep. I think that um, I'm looking at the list. Elias, I don't know where you go there. I, here's the thing about Elias, guys. I don't know if he can work or not. Do you guys I agree. know? But that guy's a good indie paycheck. Like, he shows up with a guitar. He's going <laughs> to get some money from that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't care Not if he wrong. can work. He can just play the guitar and sing. Yeah. Like, he gets a pop from an indie crowd and he'll be fine financially. That's pretty funny. Okay. So don't worry about it because I don't know if he can work. I have no I idea. Either. If, if Randy Savage and Hercules Hernandez had a baby, they would, it would be Elias. <laughs> that's what it looks. That's what he looks like to me, body wise and everything else. I just don't know what he can do. I have no um, idea. He's going to have to come up with a new catchphrase because his walk with Elias is no longer going to be, unfortunately for him, relevant. Rick Boogs didn't work. Just like, you know, poor guy. Just like, it just just didn't work. Him and then Riddick Moss, by the way. So here's here's your career. NXT and then you laugh for a year. uh, With as a a sidekick, pretty much. As an unfunny sidekick. Mm Mm-hmm. We saw uh, this, more right? releases, by the way. Uh, Mason Mansoor, uh, Dana Brooke didn't make the cut. Oh, yeah, wait, Mason Mansoor again, dead end situations, uh-huh. uh, nothing for them, cut them. But that's Two the crazy part like, those guys and like that group, and seeing what LA Knight is now, and what's her face, I'm liking her name at Alpha Academy, like they've turned it into stuff. Yes, well, have. he had to, they both had to leave the gimmick in order to turn it into right, something legitimate. <laughs> they had to leave the group. They had to go elsewhere. They had to get Otis involved. Uh, she had to get Otis involved. He had to leave the group and become LA Knights. Uh, Maxine Dupree, by the way. Is there the you go. Thank for. you. 
Other WWE news, the LA Times, a lengthy feature on Vince McMahon this week. One note is that Vince told the board all allegations of unwanted sexual advances were false and all relationships were consensual. Consensual, sorry. He also says him having to get involved to sell the company is because the company had plateaued. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, again, like, of course he's going to deny it. Of course nobody's going to believe it. But the company hadn't plateaued. So he's just, again, <laughs> everything in there, like, when's the last time Vince McMahon told the truth? Mm-hmm. Good point. Um, company hadn't plateaued, right? No, that's just a lie. And from the reports we got from Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful and other places, for Vince to go in there with a cane, by the way, he's on a cane. Yes. To come, yes. In, to come in there with a cane and said, the company is plateaued, goddammit. And it's like, no, why would you say that in front of your boss, right? Why would you say that? Like, we had to make change because, of, no, you're doing just fine. And Triple H and Stephanie and everyone else kept the, the company afloat. It was it great? Was it horrible? No, but it kept it afloat. The numbers were fine. The pay-per-view numbers are fine. And you're saying that you had you did it because you want to be rehired. Mm-hmm. That's why. You want to get back in the mix because you couldn't stand for your son-in-law and your daughter to run the company. You just had to put your fingers on things. That's what it that's what it came down to. So for him to say it plateaued is a lie. It did not. He also reported. I mean, maybe his retirement plateaued. Yeah, I certainly did. <laughs> that mustache plateaued. <laughs> Other WWE contract news, according to Sean Ross Sapp, some big names contracts set to expire in 2024. Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, and Becky Lynch all up in 24. Uh, Becky Lynch has an opportunity to set the market here. <laughs> she has an opportunity as a as a female wrestler to set the market. Like Mercedes Monet's there. But she, but she's in New Japan, maybe sure. in mm-hmm. AEW soon. But Becky Lynch, could you imagine her free agency? This is something we do this in sports all the time, guys. As far as following free agency, twenty twenty four, those names, and there's a lot more in twenty twenty four. This would be really interesting. It starts with MJF, and it starts with, you know, who you just mentioned there. But boy, it's going to be very compelling. Yep. Becky so, Lynch is the one they can least afford to lose. I would agree. She can go across the street. She can go to AEW and make how much? Two million a year? I think whatever she wants. Yeah. She goes in there as Rebecca Quinn. She'll be just fine because they know it's the man, Rebecca Quinn. She could be whoever she wants to be. It would be amazing. Like Uh, the, The women have an opportunity, guys, to really, for the first time, really break the bank. Yep. And yeah, finally, news notes, Cassidy Haynes, a body slam reporting AEW is considering running one more pay-per-view this year. Uh, Friday, December 29th is being discussed as a possible date. Full gear is set for November 18th. Also announced this week, Max will be adding a sports tier. AEW not a part of that just yet. If it's on the sports tier, yes. You don't need to run a December 29th pay-per-view just to run one and not have your champion wrestle. Yep. Not interested. Did they say the name of the pay-per-view? No. Okay. Just, I want you to bookmark this. The name of the pay-per-view is going to be New Year's Evil. It's also a Friday, by the way. <laughs> it's like, it, reason why, it's that I came up with that. No, I didn't come up with that. That was, that was Eric Bischoff. He tried to do that and tried to do a New Year's Eve thing with Kiss. Yeah. And, and it didn't. You know, I guess it didn't materialize, but don't be surprised if Tony Khan picks up that name, New Year's Evil, 
And don't forget I said it now because, it, you know, there's so many WCW vibes to this company. It wouldn't surprise me if New Year's Evil is the name of that pay-per-view. Another chance for MJF to defend the title before free agency. <laughs> a December 29th pay-per-view. You know, the old tried and true wrestling people would tell you that, you know, before December 15th, you probably don't want to run a pay-per-view. Now that you're going to the holidays, like no one. No, really like, <laughs> WWE decided to run day one, right? And like, this was going to be a new thing and they're going to do it. They did it once and went, mm, that was a mistake. They didn't need to do that. Should have yeah. done it. Let's not do that again. Yes, money we'll go against SmackDown on Friday, by the way. Oh, God. <laughs> against Money Night Football, against bowl games. We probably shouldn't do a pay-per-view on Jan 1. Probably not, yeah. right? This is something else, man. Wrestling's so interesting. So just more pay-per-views. Just uh-huh. just more. Okay, so yeah, does that mean does that come with more story? No. Okay. Mm, I don't know about that. Has to be has to be on Max. Like if they're gonna run yes. more pay-per-views in 2024, they have to have Max. They have to be a part of it. They say it's uh they say it's not sports, it's entertainment. So do they get on that sports tier? They deserve to be, or will they be just on an entertainment island? I have no idea. I don't know. But put them in the sports tier. I don't care. Like just yeah. get it on max so you're not asking people to spend 50 bucks a month. Can't you can't ask your fan base to do that. Yep. What did uh, you guys have this week for matches of the week? God. Okay, I try to keep it down to three. <laughs> down on my it's getting hard, man. It okay. gets hard. All right. Kofi Kingston against Ivar. Uh, better match than I thought it was going to be. Little man, big man match. Sure. Ivar is <laughs> not a surprise. This big guy is like a cruiserweight. We've seen him many times as a tag, but I I thought that that was a, a really good match on Monday Night Raw. I liked uh, same thing with whoever the big guy was in the um, in the tag. It wasn't very long, but in Collision, who did uh, who did FTR face? Um, like the, the Iron, uh, Iron yeah, the guys that used to be Bear Country. Yeah, yes. <laughs> now they're okay. iron something, but I mean yeah. that guy, that, that guy flying off the roof. Yeah, yeah. iron yeah. savages. That's there. Iron savages. Because that guy flying off the the, the, the mid ropes was insane. <laughs> they're doing nineteen eighties promos. It's kind of a throwback. Like, what is going on with these guys? These guys are they, they seem out, like out of place in twenty twenty three. I guess that might be the gimmick. I don't know. Uh, same show. Starks and Big Bill against Danielson and Claudio on uh, yep. Collision. Eddie and Claudio on Dynamite. Uh, I got Eddie and uh, Claudio as well from last night. I really enjoyed it in the special, the ending. I know you guys were down on it. I enjoyed Joe and MJF, and like they hooked me a few times. Like There were a few times I thought Joe was going to win. And then finally, how about just women's wrestling in general on AEW this week? Like I thought Statlander versus Jade was good. Britt versus Statlander on Saturday. And then last night, the Soraya and Tony. Like, they had a really good women's wrestling week. So I, I had Britt and Statlander on mine. Um, but when do we have to have a conversation about Britt never winning anymore? Yeah. She is like, in that boat. She's, she's, the big, she's still the biggest star, I think, in AEW. But she hasn't won anything in a long time. And they keep putting her in these title opportunities. They put her up for the TBS championship. And, like, you're, you're going to cool the character down. I know wins and losses don't matter in wrestling, but you're going to cool it down if, again, especially with the way they decided to do it for Statlander, and it made Statlander look big, 
But by her kicking out of the combination that she did using an old finisher that Britt used to use and then turning the lockjaw on Britt into a pin combination, like that's that's making Britt and all of her things look not very strong. Like there are, again, there are ways to do it. And I, I, you somehow booked a main event last night that MJF didn't come out looking strong. Like there's, there's a way to come out of everybody looking strong and they didn't do that for Brett. They certainly Statlander comes out looking strong on Saturday night, but Brett does not. Even uh, though it was a really okay. good match. The match was really good. I, I would say that if she's not going to be the title pitcher, she should still be strong as a contender. Yes. She, should be, she should be in a rivalry or two where it's like, wow, you know what? She's going to be the champion again, again, pretty soon. But losing or looking bad, I mean, she gets too much promo time to lose that often. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and that's kind of my point, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, she kind of got put on the back burner because they were feuding with the outcasts. And now with everything Tony Storm is doing, like, you've got outcast civil war. So then the, the AEW originals get pushed to the background and Brits kind of got lost in the shuffle. I think they just need to strengthen her back up to make sure that you always have, it's always good to have those contenders that you can just heat up very quickly in the background. And you would take a little bit more work, I think, to heat her up. But I, I was with you guys, the tag match with Claudio and Danielson, the leadoff collision was really, really good, really strong. Again, being on people who never win, Big Bill, I don't know if he's yeah. ever won on AEW television. I, I don't know if I've ever seen it. If he has, I would love for him to win, but he's a big man in AEW and they don't win. That's just, maybe he needs, hey, maybe there's a spot for him in WWE now that Vince McMahon's back in charge because that guy, the big men they have in AEW are too damn good to make them look as bad as they do week in and week out. By the way, a collision, a couple matches that we might talk about next week. Uh, TNT title triple threat match Saturday night. Christian, Luchasaurus, Darby. Assume that's a way for Christian to get the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danielson versus yeah. Starks in a Texas death match. So, Brian really taking it easy before November, before October 1st. Oof. And also, Andrade versus yeah. Jay White. Which, which is going to be good. But, like, can we just go back to Danielson for a second? Mm-hmm. I know I sung his praises, and I will continue uh-huh. to sing his praises uh-huh. for what he does backstage and what uh-huh. he has done to help give AEW more creative direction. Uh-huh. But for the love of God, you cannot trust this man. Nope. <laughs> Guess what, what I'm going to do? I'm going to lose. <laughs> Don't lose. <laughs> Eight why, days before Zack Sabre Jr. You, you just... Like, you just had this great, awesome, like, interview where you're like, yeah, after all these big matches, I keep getting injured, so maybe I have to take it easy. So so what do you do? You come back. You're probably not 100%, even though you say you're cleared. You admit to doing smoke and mirrors in a strap match. Uh-huh. Now you're doing a Texas death match? What do we... And we'll lose Mox that. is a bad influence. Mox is a bad influence. On also, Brian Rob Van Dam in the ring Saturday night from Grand Rapids. Yes, at the Van Andel Arena, which is a shithole, by the way. Okay. I mean, that, that 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 is the worst. Like I, I've, I called a game in there, Gabe. Um, Winnie City Bulls against uh, that's Detroit's oh, cool. G League team. I was in okay. that was the arena. I'm like, I, the only thing I remember about the Grand that 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 particular arena in Grand Rapids is it was 11 a.m. game. And there was a guy who was two fisted with beers at 10 30, 10 30 a.m. It's like, how are you guys doing? 
Uh, but I guess you got you're doing just fine. Two fisting <laughs> with beers already before 11 a.m. We're gonna watch some G League basketball, son. <laughs> Cheers. All right, sir. Grand rap. Well, sometimes sometimes you need two beers to get through G League basketball. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's necessary. And 11 a.m. seems aggressive, but if that was a college football game, you wouldn't think any differently, right? That told me all I need to know about Grand Rapids. Well, hopefully that guy gets to enjoy a Texas death match in Grand Rapids Saturday night. <laughs> what, what a terrible arena that is. But you know what? You had, you had to do that because Rob Van Dam, that's his region, so that should be fun. The people yeah. there should yeah. love it. Yep. Whatever, whatever happens, you know it's going to be fun with RVD. I mean, I don't yeah. think they're asking to. They're not going to ask him to do anything outrageous. Just hit a couple of his spots, win a squash match, and go on with his day. A uh, lot again, a little bit of a longer episode, but there's a lot of things going on in the world of professional wrestling, and I guarantee it's not going to be slowing down anytime soon. So the place to talk about, hear us talk about all the things happening in the world of professional wrestling, it's right here Thursdays on GKW.